Welcome to Off The Bounce. This is the NBA podcast that you did not know you needed in your life. I am your host, Kajan, and as always, I'm joined by Dinks. Hey, hey. And Nissan. What's going on, folks? You know I always got your fun fact. And did you guys know San Antonio is a bright and sunny city where the sun shines approximately 300 days of the year? Yeah, but... Ain't no sunshine when he gone. When he gone. Ain't no sunshine when tomorrow gone. When tomorrow gone. Guys, 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 we have a show to record. Yeah, let's not let's not yeah. say. Uh, this is a special emergency episode That's of right. Off the Bounce. Literally, two of you have skipped work to be here. Right? Is that is that what we're saying? Uh. Sure, sure, yeah. I guess. Okay, yeah, I, I left my day whatever. job. Yeah. Whatever. You left uh, the bathtub running. You left whatever commitments you would have had. Because we got to talk about this. There is a superstar on his way to Toronto to join the Toronto Raptors. And there is an all-star leaving Toronto for that said superstar. So notice, we'll talk about the difference between those two words. But first, Nissan, give us the details of this trade. What happened today? Like you said, we lost or we traded away DeMar DeRozan, okay. Jakob Pertl, 2019 protected pick for a rental, sorry, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Ooh. Green. Ooh, that's a little salt on that. Ooh. Okay. All right. Before I ask you how you feel about it. How are your sodium levels today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dinks, I'm going to start with you. So... Clearly, one of the blockbuster trades of the summer. A lot of talk about Kawhi going to LA. Uh, he really wanted to be in the SoCal Sun. And Popovich is like, oh, you want to be in LA? Sure. Let me just send you north of the border. Let me just put you on one of them dragons and send you north of the wall. Hey, we the north, right? Okay. So what are your thoughts on this trade? To, to make sense of this trade, I think this trade was a no-brainer for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right, as hard as that is to say, I am a die-hard Toronto fan. Take I, your allegiances out of this. Demar, Demar is the heart and soul of the city. Um, essentially, what it comes down to is you got a chance to go for a top five player in the league. Mm-hmm. Not all, not all franchises get that chance, mm-hmm. and at, at such a low cost. Mm-hmm. Considering what we paid, we paid not much of our young core, only Jakob Pertl. Yeah. yeah, if I'm as as it took it took me a couple hours upon waking up today to kind of wrap my head around this trade, you know, from all the emotions, and I was like, hey, let me put my my NBA hat on and really look at this, and it just made sense. Masai swung for the fences, and mm-hmm. he's like, I have a chance to bring quote unquote the best player that Toronto has ever had. Mm-hmm. Come through the city, even yeah. if it's for a year. Yeah. Um. And considering that Boston, Boston and Philly seem to be the two teams that are probably going to rule the Eastern Conference for the better part of the next decade, yeah. or have like next the potentially, n- potentially. So our window's closing, and Masai was just like, you know, we're gonna. It's either now or never. Right. Or so if this goes well, it goes well. Yeah. Um. I think it's a trade that had to be done, as bad as it seems. You know, as sad as it makes a lot of Toronto fans, but man, we got Kawhi. We got Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Right? We're forgetting he's a two-time defensive player of so the you're year happy finals MVP. You're happy about this. It's... I, I understand it. I am not ecstatic about it. I am mm-hmm. excited for the potential mm-hmm. 
of what it could be. Okay. At this current moment, I am not ecstatic. I am. It's like it's like eating a sour patch kid. What? It's 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 so tasty, but then it's still sour. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth because Kawhi expressed did you his non-desire to play for Toronto. Did you just equate this trade to eating a sour patch kid. Like they taste good. Yeah. But they're still sour. You mean it's bittersweet? Yeah, it's bittersweet. Is that, was that was that what you're trying to get to? Yes. We yes. have a word for that. It's called bittersweet. Oh. You keep your mouth shut. I'm going to go in and slap your face. Don't you ever try to drop some sort of analogy on us and not think it through. Nisa, I'm going to toss it over to you. I'm going to put Dinks in timeout right now. What are your thoughts of, about this trade? I was surprised. I was very shocked, like a lot of Toronto fans are. Mm-hmm. Um, I questioned, you know, what life is after this. Well, this is going to hurt like a mother. Uh, it definitely <laughs> hurt. It definitely hurt. Were you angry when you heard this news? Before I ask about your like actual thoughtful opinions, were you angry? When oh, this I was furious. Furious. I was unacceptable condition. That 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 right there was me. I imagine you just yelling that in the mirror. I yeah. Okay. I, I like. Yeah. I I think Nissan was down to boycott the NBA this morning. I was ready to protest. Yeah. I was ready to. Uh, do whatever it takes to stop this. Okay, but okay. I, Elaborate. Why are you so upset about this? Because it seems like a good trade on paper for both teams. So, you know, we obviously know know that loyalty, well, especially after this, is not a big thing in the NBA. But to go ahead and tell your franchise player, your all-star player, that we're not going to trade you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're being traded. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does that send, you know, what kind, of, what kind of message does that send to the rest of the team? I mean, I get it. It's a business. But this guy is a gym rat. Puts in work. Okay. Summer after summer, improving his game. Yep. You know, the chance he was a free agent and he took no, no calls with any, any team, you know, tweeted at, tweeted out, I got us. Yeah. I got us. Yeah. And to just let him go for a one-year rental on Kawhi. Now I get it. A top five player. Potential top five player. Now listen. Yep. He only played nine games. Yep. Right? All we've seen, you know, is the MVP caliber Kawhi Leonard from two years ago. We don't know what he's going to be like now after this injury. We don't know. He could be a two-time defensive player of the year. The finals MVP. We might see that. But we don't know. Which is why I think we should have traded maybe Justin Bieber. You could have taken Drake. You could take whoever you want. That's not the soul of Toronto. Wow. And DeMar DeRozan. That's, that's a lot of feelings. You're, you're catching a lot of feelings right there. There's a teardrop in my eye. Wow. Right now. Here's what it kind of comes down to, though. We had nine years of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he said, you know, like, for all the sports narrative and for all the loyalty to the city, bleeding the six, Toronto, everything. He said he got us. He said, I am Toronto. He had a chance to walk and he didn't even take a free agent meeting with any other team and just right away in 2016 re-signed with us. But essentially what it came down to was our window of opportunity was closing. And instead of just running it back like we did last year just to get, just to get the number one seed in the regular season and be swept again in the playoffs, Masai Ujiri was left with a very bold decision to make, which was 
we swing for the fences. We get Kawhi. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Kawhi trade that not like like I don't like Kawhi currently. <laughs> currently constructed, I'm not a big fan of Kawhi because of yes, unlike DeRozan, DeRozan, uh, unlike Kawhi, DeRozan had no on court antics, no off court antics. He always improved his game. Every time someone criticized something in his game that off season, he would try to add that from ball handling to playmaking to having a credible three point shot within the last season, but. Essentially, you are upgrading at every in every facet when you go to Kawhi Leonard in this trade, right? And on top of that, you are getting a game-changing two-way player in Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Absolutely. For as great as Demar was, he's 29 years old, um, whereas Kawhi is 27 years old. He is he's on he's an expensive player, and you know in the playoffs we do hide him on defense. He does have his deficiencies when it comes to performance in the playoffs. Two things that Kawhi does not have. Kawhi, mind you, is touted as the person to stop LeBron in the 2014 NBA Finals. Not leading just to LeBron. Him. I mean, the Warriors, he, yeah. he was putting up quite a fight before he got railroaded by Zaza. Right? So that's, that's, where we, that's, where, that's the Kawhi Leonard that we hope to see. And knowing that Kawhi is healthy... He kind of has to play, right? Because now he's essentially playing for an NBA contract. Yeah. If he chooses to sit out the season, that means in the past, in the past two seasons, he's played nine games, right? And he's so that's questions about his injury. That's questions about uh, his uh, his conditioning, his form, and whether his performance. And that also shows about a lot about his personality. And like, I don't know if the Lakers want to bring someone on like that, even if he wants to go there, or if he wants if he can get that hundred and um, $140 million over four years that the Lakers can offer him next year. I don't know if he's going to even get that. All right. Looks like I'm about to jump in right now. Let me just summarize a lot of this and kind of paint a picture for our listeners right now. Okay. When Dwayne Casey got fired, okay, a lot of people were up in arms. A lot of the people south of the border were upset. How can you trade coach of the year, this and the other? At the end of the day, it's with the intent to get better. Okay. Yeah. Each season, we were getting progressively better, but we kept running into that LeBron wall. You keep running into that wall, you just sit back and do the same thing? No, you look to get better. We had our best season ever. But at some point, especially when you run into the playoffs and you try to play off your old antics, you don't institute any of the new ideas, you don't institute a lot of the strategies that made you successful during the regular season, I'm sorry. Thank you for everything that you did, and we talked about it in a previous episode, but we needed change. In the coaching spot. With DeMar and Kyle Lowry, we've had a lot of successful years. They brought us so much success to the city, a lot of respect to the city, you know, to the point where a lot of, especially Chuck, Charles Barkley, you know, bigging up Toronto, really backing us during the playoffs. Shout out to Charles Barkley. Um, to, to bring us that level of success and notoriety, tip of the hat. But we've seen their ceiling pretty much as a duo, or as our backcourt. We've seen it. We've seen their deficiencies. We've seen what they're capable of. And I will say, DeMar, he will not get worse. He will probably get better, somewhat better. better. Especially in San Antonio. He's the kind of player that really works on his game in the offseason. He's going to be someone that under Popovich's tutelage, we might see the best version of. But again, in Toronto, we've pretty much seen his ceiling. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. 
Sometimes a change of environment will bring out the best in a player. But it could also bring out the worst, don't you say? We'll see. But I don't think his, his abilities are going to get worse going to San Antonio. Thank you for everything that you've done, DeMar. Truly. Right? One of the best careers in Raptor history. This, I, I would argue the second best Toronto Raptor of all time. Second best? Second best. So Let me finish my thought here. What The NBA is a business, and this whole loyalty thing, back and forth, listen, just suck it up. To win an NBA championship is incredibly difficult. It's unlike any other sport. When you're looking at the NFL, which is these one games, you can have a lopsided win, and you can have one player just carry to victory. If you have an awesome quarterback, you have a really good chance to pull off that win. One game, one game. When you're looking at baseball, if you have a hot bullpen and a couple of pitchers, you can steal a series. You can just come out, get in through the wild card, and really just upset everyone. When you look at the NHL, you have a hot goalie, you can get really lucky, <coughs> Vegas Knights, and go all the way to the Stanley Cup, riding on a few players, especially a hot goalie. But the NBA is one of the most difficult championships to win because you need a consistent performance from a team of players. And we have already witnessed the fact that you need at least two all-stars to even be in the conversation. You need at least one superstar to be an NBA Finals contender. And we're talking about a team that has five all-stars, three of them, three of them, which are legitimate superstars. So when you say, listen, we're not going to trade you, bud. Listen, you, you, you got us. We got you all this that, and the other. But someone comes knocking on your door and you have the opportunity to pick up a superstar, not an all-star, a superstar, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player. Someone is, like you said, a two-way player, better than DeMar on defense, better at getting in the paint than DeMar is, and truly elevates his players around him that knows his shot a lot better, I would argue, than DeMar. You do what you got to do to get better. Everyone's talking about maybe we should blow up the team. You don't have to blow up the team, guys. I hate this narrative that all of a sudden you just have to go to mediocrity, this whole 76er strategy, try to pick up a bunch of these high-level picks and then suffer for five years to then have a shot. No. We have an amazing, talented core in Siakam, in Van Vliet, in uh, OG. A lot of these people talking about, oh yeah, we can get away with trading OG and Pirtle. We'll give up a couple. No, please, shut, shut your face. Shut your face. Masai did an amazing thing. I didn't want to get too excited about this trade. He did an amazing thing in what he was able to pull off. He got one year of a superstar. He got another rental in Danny Green, who may or may not sign up, but is definitely an upgrade from Serge Ibaka. And we still have an amazing, talented young core. And we're going to see OG get a lot more playtime under Nick Nurse, which should be very interesting. And now we don't have to rely on Ibaka and JV being our starters. One of them is going to get swapped out. One of them is going to take that Pirtle position. Let me just end it off on this. When it comes to the NBA, any fan of a team will tell you, we will take a championship over whatever player, however many years. I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. I have respect for these players. I love some of these players. Met a couple of them, all that kind of stuff. Cool. 
But if you ask me, would you rather have three years of DeMar DeRozan or a championship? The answer is clear. It's simple. I would rather have the championship. Guys, the goal is an NBA championship. And we have an opportunity with LeBron gone to the West to really have a shot at being in the finals for the first time in franchise history. Are you kidding me? The Raptors made a smart move today. And I think this is going to bring them a lot of success this season if, if Kawhi and his attitude show up and we see the Kawhi of past. I think more so than getting Kawhi, it's getting Kawhi without having to leverage our our future, right? Because we've kept... Because the, the entire, like, the last two weeks, I know, have been a huge, uh, a lot of ups and downs for Raptors fans. Because, you know, we're like, oh, are we in the race to get Kawhi? No, 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 we don't want to lose OG. Because OG was in there. Then Siakam, there's Pirtle, then DeMar's name was thrown around. And we were like, oh, is Lowry's name in there? Like, what are we doing? Are we going to give away the entire farm to get one year of Kawhi Leonard? No, we got Kawhi Leonard without giving away the farm. We got we pretty we pretty much replaced DeMar DeRozan with a better version of DeMar DeRozan for a year without leveraging our future in our young core. We've got DeLon Wright, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, who are three modern-day NBA assets. They can score. They can defend multiple positions. Yeah. Right? So they are some people that you could develop around. They're still young. Yeah. The oldest of them is DeLon Wright. No, one thought, no one thought OG was going to come back from his... Um... His ACL. His ACL injury be this good, but he's proven everyone yeah. wrong. And everyone compares him to Kawhi Leonard from the demeanor to uh, the style of play yeah. to the natural efficiency His, and natural that, skill that on defense. That height to wingspan as yeah. well. It's kind of weird. They have a lot of similarities. And I think even if, you, even if Kawhi plays for a year and he's gone, that's one year of OG Ananobi getting to play with Kawhi. Yeah. Right and what better way oh, to learn? And the rest of the roster. Too. Yeah, and the rest, the rest of the the rest of the roster. That's that's Van Fleet getting more minutes. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's you having that ability to play OG at the four now, since you have such a strong two A player in Kawhi, and the four happens to be OG's natural position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can play Siakam at a five. So that's maybe Nick Nurse can play more with the lineups because. Yeah. That's what Dwayne Casey was really criticized about his li- yeah. his lineup management. his lack of lineup management and lineup changes and being creative and uh, in the playoffs and everything. But I, I see. Think, I mean, do you see a future where both JV and Ibaka are coming off the bench? I think I th- I think you can't. I think one of them has to become the backup big. If Siakam becomes more playable, mm-hmm. uh, which I think he is, because I'm if like his growth trajectory seems to be leading there. He's much more mobile. He can guard multiple positions. He can drive. He can he he can put the ball on the floor. He can his shot is improving. His three point shot's not there, but it's improving. You have to throw back bigs in yeah. uh, JV and Ibaka, right? So, yeah. I think I think they're gonna have to be relegated to a bench role, or you know maybe they elevate their play because now they're with Kawhi. Well, listen to both of you guys. You guys gave me a little bit of hope, a little slight, but. I got a question. Do you guys think, who do you guys think won this trade? The Spurs or the Raptors? How dare you? I'm the moderator. You don't ask questions on this show. Okay, you're just here to bring some insights. All right? 
I can give you my insight. No, don't ever, don't ever ask a question on this established podcast ever again. I got a question for you guys. Who do you think won this trade? Dinks, we'll start with you. <laughs> Ooh. I think the Raptors did. Okay, why? Because we got better now. Okay. We got better. That, it, that's, that's just, that's the only way you could put it. Mm. We got better. Okay. Even as sad as it is what we had to give up yeah. in DeMar, we got better. Even though being a Raptors fan, I've, and you know, I'm, Def- I'm obviously upset about this trade. I think the Spurs won this trade. Reason being, because now you're going to get DeMar DeRozan, who now kind of seems like it's going to... Do, you know, doing this trade seems like he was a little undervalued, but I think you can probably agree... I don't know if you guys would agree that maybe he's in like top 15, top 12 even of the best players right now in the league out of the 13. Would you guys agree? Yeah, yeah I, think, one, I, think right? he's, I think he's a top 15 player. Right? Yep. And then you're pairing him up also with another all-NBA team in LaMarcus Aldridge. Yep. And... You know, you can only, only so many players can make all NBA. Yeah. 15 players, and you have two of them on your team. Yeah. Right? So you're adding DeMar, you're adding, you know, a guy who works, his work ethic is beyond any other, any other player's work ethic. Mamba mentality. Like he has that Mamba mentality. And then you're adding him to a system and a franchise who is, you know, probably one of the best franchises in the NBA league, the NBA in general. Which hey, dog boys. I heard you, okay? I heard you. You don't need to go on and on. Which is why I think the Spurs... Actually, no. This is why the Spurs won the yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah, we heard you. We heard you, Doc. Uh, <laughs> the Spurs won the trade. Uh, the Raptors get better now, but their future is a little bit more foggy. The Spurs get three years of DeMar DeRozan, a player that every summer adds something to his game. He has played his best in Toronto, and I think that this is going to be good for him, as salty as he is right now. Under Popovich, he's going to get exponentially better, and he's going to be able to be more of that playmaker. I think his pick-and-pop style complements LaMarcus Aldridge. And uh, having Pirtle is not that bad either. It's a, it's a good asset that, you know, they might see some success with. And if you go into the Western Conference Finals, hey, we might see a season where you have the Golden State Warriors completely exhausted. Boogie Cousins does not show up to play at all. The Houston Rockets gave away a couple of assets, and they might get out-strategized by Popovich. And you could see where the LA Lakers and LeBron, they're not going to get to the finals this year. They might not amount to much. They don't have the depth there. So am I saying the Spurs are going to win the NBA championship? No, I'm definitely not saying that. <laughs> However, they are poised to be in a, in, a content, in a contending spot in the playoffs and can really push the envelope for some of the other teams there. We did not sacrifice our depth. We got significantly better on defense. We were already a top five defensive team. Yeah. The Raptors were. I hear you. Last year. We just added a, a perennial, like, all-time great defender with that potential in Kawhi, Len- Kawhi Leonard. Here's, like, a, a conversation that I was having today was in other sports, in hockey, in, um, in you know, baseball and stuff, like, yeah, like, if you're a, if you're a Toronto fan in general, you're... You're huge. You're you're really ecstatic because you just got you got John Tavares, mm. and now you have Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. There are more than one John Tavares in the NHL. There are many players that you could put yeah. swap out for him yeah. in the NBA. They are only you can count in one hand those generational all time super superstar level players. Yeah. 
and Kawhi happens to be one of them. Yep. And now Toronto has a superstar. Well said. Well said. Now, let me ask you, let me end it off on this, and we'll get it real quick. Let's just say Toronto has an amazing season like last season. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. A lot of people will, they'll say, They don't have Kyrie! <laughs> so they're going against the Celtics, who have Kyrie Irving, potentially. Let's just say everything goes right. They got Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, right? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. A really, really dangerous lineup under the coaching of the Boston Celtics. Danny Age, mastermind. Who wins that series? At that point, give it to him quick. I'm still to go. I'm I'm riding with the Kawhi the Kawhi Leonard Raptors, man. Okay. I'm riding with the Kawhi Leonard Raptors. What about you, Nissan? Brad Stevens is going to outspart them. I say the Celtics. You man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it comes down to it, that would be a very very interesting series to play Seven out. Games. The uh, best player in that series is Kyrie, though. The best so? player in that series between Toronto you think so? and Whoa. Boston is... No, sorry, not Kyrie. It's, it's Kawhi. Oh, wow. It's Kawhi. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's Kawhi. Kawhi is the best player in that series. Because I was going to ask. I went from taking two pills <laughs> to taking seven. I just thought you were just popping pills this whole show. No, okay. no. All right. Yeah, okay. It's hands down Kawhi. So I think at that point, you're rolling with the best player in the series, much yeah. like how everyone still rolled with LeBron, even though we were the number one seed. Yeah. Well, that's been our show. There's plenty of time. The season hasn't even started yet. And NBA still is stealing headlines. So again, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, Off The Bounce Pod. Let us know what you think. And make sure you go to iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, and share it with your friends. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you later, folks. Peace, peace.